you imagine what it would be like if we could speak with Christopher Columbus or Napoleon or Thomas Edison, Galileo, Da Vinci, Martin Luther, or George Washington? There was a time in human history when you could have spoken with men who were born hundreds of years before you were. Think of it. Abraham came along 2,000 years after Adam. Yet his grandfather was alive when Adam and Eve were, and Noah's dad was old enough to have known Adam. That would be like you being able to talk to a person whose father talked with Jesus when he walked on the earth. If you were old enough now, your own father could have seen Jesus crucified. That's how long men lived in the first two millenniums. Why I'm telling you this is that I'm going to connect this observation with why people have so many trials today. God has always used human circumstance to reveal himself. The life you and I are living right now is God's drawing board. Don't let the devil ride on it by filling you with lies. The truth is, the only way that men are going to discover God is learning to see him through his word and his spirit in the panorama that is our life story. Listen all the way to the end. There's a great blessing in it for you. It would blow our minds to think that today, instead of wondering what our nation's founding fathers meant by the way the Constitution was worded, we could just ask them. Or better yet, they could still be the leaders of our nation. Men lived for hundreds of years back in the day. Through this manner, they were able to pass down to their children the first-hand accounts of the creation of man and the temptation in the Garden of Eden. The stories of Genesis are historically accurate because the first 2,000 years of the history of mankind only covered two to three generations. Can you imagine how large your family reunions could have been if you were now, oh, say about 800 years old? You see, the backdrop upon which the truth of God as the Lord of creation and the King of faithfulness was revealed was through the age of the family. Men have called it the dispensation of the family. Their experiences were passed down through the centuries by fathers talking with their children and grandchildren. God then showed himself faithful through the life experiences of Abraham, his son Isaac, and grandson Jacob, and great-grandson Joseph. God made a promise to Abraham that would take over 400 years to fulfill as Israel grew from Jacob's seed to be a great nation. Then God began to reveal himself through the law of Moses to Israel. We learn more about the reality of the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, about the need to overcome sin, and the fact that the Ten Commandments showed us that we are incapable of keeping them. God spent thousands of years revealing himself to us as his nature was portrayed on the canvas of human experience. Men failed on their march from Egypt to Canaan, and God showed them the keys to success in life revolved around trusting Him to take care of us in times of great life challenges. Through the consequences of the fall of man into sin, God would then set about to reveal His reality and nature through life problems, all created by our own unbelief. Israel didn't need to worry about the Egyptian army in the Red Sea, or the barren desert void of food and water, or the armies of foreign nations who would try to kill them. 
All God wanted was to teach men to trust Him again, for it was denying His word that caused them to fall into sin in the first place. Today the restoration of man to his rightful place in the divine design of his Creator requires him to learn to trust Him in all things, and especially in the trials. God first revealed Himself through His faithfulness to the early families of the earth, then through His promise to Abraham, and next through the law. We saw what our relationship to God was like and how it needed to be restored. Then Jesus came and showed us the revelation of who God is through the cross and resurrection. We learned again that the only way to be restored to what God had designed us for was by faith, and now that faith included trusting in the love of God and His grace only. Our being fully established was through the mercy of God alone, for without God's help and forgiveness, we would simply be unable to come into God's plan for us. We were created for God's glory, to have His glory to be filled with all that He is, and to find our identity in the majesty of God with all His honor, power, freedom, and peace. We were created to be eternal beings who inherit the same status that Jesus has with the Father in heaven. God's word is that we are called to be the sons of God with Jesus as our elder brother, we have been given a spirit of adoption, you see, whereby we dare say that God is our Father. I hear people say all the time, why did God allow this? Why did He not keep us from this fearful thing? Why did she have to die? Why does God allow such pain in this life? We make the mistake all too often of defining God or even denying God by the pain we suffer in this life. If God was a God of love, he wouldn't have allowed this, people say. The best way to answer that is by looking at what God allowed when He sent His only begotten Son into this world to die for our sins. Jesus didn't want to be tortured and killed, but He was willing, for love's sake, to be subject to not only physical pain, but the constant assault of the devil's lies. Through it, He paid the penalty for our sin and demonstrated to us how we can be restored to our rightful place as those destined for eternal life and glory. You see, God has always revealed to us on the earthly physical canvas of human trials and testing. The singular thing that will restore us to God is the exact thing that Adam and Eve failed at, faith in what God said. They failed even in the place of perfection in Eden, showing us that blessings don't establish right relationship with God. An easy life doesn't confirm God's love to us. Anybody can feel good about himself and God when life is good, but we simply don't know where our faith lies until it gets dark and stormy outside. Faith must be tested to be proved. It must be refined, challenged, and tested to become established in the fact that we believe in God's integrity and honor no matter what. And frankly, that's impossible when we're walking down a road of trying to believe in ourselves. Whatever you're going through right now is an opportunity to stand up to Satan's lies and say, I believe in the Word of God to me. It is just as true when it's dark and storming as when the weather is nice. My life is not established on my intelligence, good looks, financial status, or any ability I may have. 
I can't conquer COVID-19. I can't stop an earthquake, a snowstorm in Texas, the aging of my body, and no man will ever beat death's claims. Pride is one of our greatest enemies, and God often allows this earth life to bring our pride to the ground. Our arrogance and our misplaced trust in any created thing must be brought low so that we will learn to trust Him. He opened the Red Sea. He fed Israel in a desert for 40 years. He opened the grave of Jesus and conquered death, all to show us that simple truth. Have faith in God no matter what. I don't care what you think about the BLM, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, or COVID-19. Nothing need defeat who you are through faith in the one who gave his only son to die for you. You don't have to figure it all out to trust him. Why did God allow this trial? That question has no answer that you'll ever figure out yourself. The real question is why didn't we believe God in this trial that we're in today? Whatever it is. Storms cease to be. Disease dies. The earth stops shaking. Politicians leave office. Wars are finished. Everything changes sooner or later. The only thing that never changes is God and His Word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away, he said. No matter what you're facing, there is a place in God to find where you can overcome by faith in Him. The pain may not go away, the money may not start flowing in, but the lies of Satan and the corruption of the soul and the claims of hell cannot overcome faith in the heart of God's people. Faith restores us in life's trials, overcomes sin, and whatever God does when that faith has produced love in our souls is up to Him. Don't limit Him by telling Him what He must do. Let faith allow Him to tell you what He is asking of you. That's a liberty that no man can take from you. Pastor Hardika has seen many, many hard things in life, and in all of them, God has shown Himself on the pathway that is His history. That's what all of these podcasts are about. Though some of that history has failures and sin in it, it's okay, because His life and yours, is not about showing everyone who we are. It's an open book about who God is. Don't live in regret. Your life is not about you, it's about God being with you. We think we need to be seen through our successes. The truth we leave with you is that God is seen not so much in our successes, but in His success, in our failures, 